Hey, this is your wrestling podcast, Fix. Follow us on Facebook at the Inziguri Pro Wrestling Discussions and catch new weekly episodes of the Inziguri on SoundCloud.com. Hey, what's going on? Hey. How's it going, guys? This is Fran. This is D.B. Richards. I'm JCL. With another episode of The Enziguri. And tonight we have special guest... Craig Spitz. Hey. I like to call him the greatest showman. Hey, Greg. Like... What's going on? Hey, how you doing? No, uh-huh. I'm, I'm sorry. I cut... I, see, I'm cutting you off because I cut him off. Now, what was his name again? The greatest showman? I like to call him the greatest showman. All Just right. because he uses it in L.A.W., the theme song. Yeah. Ah. It's a... Uh... You know, I, I usually start off by shushing everybody, but I forgot to do that, so uh, you, know, you usually dock my pay. Uh, did you guys bring a bucket? Because I'm just going to drop names this whole time. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, what's what's going on, guys? What, how, so uh, so yeah. you told me this is your first interview? This is my first interview. I did, uh, I'm did. i old, so I've done radio interviews before, way back in the uh, Well Hung Warrior days. Okay. We, we did a radio, you know... Radio interview for um, some. I, I think it might have been like the infancy of radio on the internet because I've been wrestling for entirely too long. Um, well, I took a I took a long sabbatical in the middle of, of yeah what I from oh nine yeah. to like two thousand seventeen. Yeah, well, I um I came back in seventeen um, when my when my son was born. I was still like I, I dwindled down. I stopped working out. I was at home with him all the time. And um, my ex, you know, she she wanted to come to every show. And I'm like, fine, but we got a baby. And it just didn't make sense. And I cut down on more and more shows. I was only doing one show and um, like one a month. And I just, you know, you, you fall out of it. I wanted to be home with my kid. And then when I got divorced, it was like, well, let me, let me go back. Let me fill my time doing this because I still... You know, I still got friends in the business, and and they'd ask me constantly, if you guys want to hear the list of guys I turned down working in different places, it would blow your mind. I mean, uh, the New Age Outlaws, I didn't work them because I didn't want to go away from home. Um, who else? They kept pitching Jerry Lawler, Jim Duggan. You know, guys that if you've seen the way I work now, that's that's my type of match. You know, just. <laughs> Axel, I'll stand in the center of the ring and I'll run into your fist and you can pin me. That's, <laughs> that's what I do. That's what I'm good at, you know. Um, uh, were you both at the, like, Mike Keener Appreciation Show? I was. I know you did, yeah. But, like, that the match I had with Ula La where it was like, you're just going to beat me because there's 15 matches on. They're not going to see what we're going to do. Yeah. They're going to see everything else after this. That's, you know, that's what people don't expect to see and they enjoy seeing even though they didn't expect to enjoy seeing it because it's you're gonna see everything that's um that's, i'm a big proponent of looking at who you're in a locker room with knowing what they're gonna do and then what do i add that they don't and you know yeah. uh when you first start out you're like oh god you know i, I need more time you know uh and uh, yeah, I know I take way too much time because I do the longest promos ever, mm-hmm. and I take five minutes walk into the ring. But um, you know, bell to bell, I don't need that. I can get my 
myself over. I can get the other guy over in a short amount of time. At least I think I can. <laughs> yeah. Based on the reactions, I can. Okay, we we always ask this one question. It's our number one question. Yes. You know what I mean? We want to okay. know. Can I ask? Do you mind if I ask a question yeah. before before the important yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, something that you were just mentioning, talking about the um, like taking time to cut the promos and everything. We usually don't ask these questions, but who who are you a uh, like a current fan of as far as the promos go? Like with today's product. Today's product. So uh, you know, and and this might be an unpopular thing but i um i don't watch a lot of everything else i've i've like born bred raised on on wwf wwe i watched everything when i was a kid i can still remember when jyd was coming out to you know another one bites the dust before he got in but right now um promo wise i think uh, i love the miz i think he's perfect you know he tells a great story um I love what they're doing with Kevin Owens. I'm, he, you know, um, trying to think who else. Uh, that's the thing too. Is like I watch promos. Uh, what about Sami Zayn? I'm not watching the actual matches. I'm watching the crowd. What about Sami um, Zayn? Um, what's that? What about Sami Zayn? I like what they're doing with Sami because that's everything I've heard about him. Is um, he can be his personality is grating. And um, I, I have a Sami Zayn story, so let's start. Let's drop those names. Um, me, um, Teddy, and another buddy of ours. I and we went up to a show up in uh, like Montreal, I believe it was. So they don't speak English at all. And he was generic, you know. So he's on the show. Steen's on the show. A bunch of other guys. We didn't really interact. We didn't really talk. They don't know me. I don't know them. But. Um, everybody knew I and then we're there and we're like you know Teddy and I wanted to go we were both young single guys let's where's the bar somebody send us there we get in the cab they t- tell the taxi driver where to send us because again we don't speak French and they all do and uh, we ended up at a gay club and uh, we had to tell the driver like wait hey you know like this isn't where we want to go <laughs> we want to meet girls. It's like, it's like oh. oh, oh, they told us to bring you here. So, I oh, don't know they, if it was they, them or they not, said but that. that's the uh, <laughs> that's my only interaction with with somebody in that group that they sent us to the wrong place. Say, like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn sent us to the gay club. <laughs> Basically, so the story, you know, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. The story is that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn sent us to a gay club. <laughs> that's hysterical. And, like, if I was, thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. But, you know, I was looking for ladies that didn't speak English. <laughs> the worst part about it, too, was, like, if they served alcohol, I would have hung out there. But they didn't. Oh. So yeah. Yeah. A gay club with no alcohol? Yeah, and... did no, Nobody was serving at that time. Everything was after-hour clubs. Because the show that? was it was I a late a show in a no bar. Alcohol. And we didn't get the drinks <laughs> at the bar because it was closing. Um, yeah, it sucked, uh, but it was, it's, it's great for the story. We had a blast just cause the story. Yeah. Much Sometimes more, it's worth it. Much more interesting than Gangrel sleeping. So. Oh yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, Dave Keener is like, first time we're trying to, trying out like, oh, let's try to do interviews with people. And Dave Keener is like, oh, I got a story for you. So we put him on 
and we asked him, give us a road story. He said, one time, me, Gangrel, blah, 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 whoever else, we fell asleep in the, um, Gangrel fell asleep in the back of the um, car. I'm like, and? That was the yeah. story. So then Davey's like, oh, that's very interesting. Anything else, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Just, yeah. He just fell asleep. Oh. I was like, Fran fell asleep the other day. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Guys, we... guess what? After this, I'm probably going to fall asleep. It's just, it's an amazing thing that happens. <laughs> sleep, sleep Super is cool awesome. story. Yeah. So this is the yeah. rib. Um, every time Keener listens, so it's his rib. So. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know, if we're, if we're dropping names and talking about Gangrel, he was a huge, well-hung Warriors fan. What was he? I heard yeah, a lot he... of people were. I, yeah. I I seen a lot of people still wearing them shirts. And we weren't that good. Like, if you go back and watch it, and I, I'm sure Social would agree, like, we weren't that good. We were relying on the the pop of the name. Yeah. And and we were just doing the same spots that got reactions. But if you look, if you, like, took our, our minds now and put it in our bodies then, our matches would have been way better. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was, you know, that we got, we got a lot of work. I think we worked... I think we worked like 74 times that year okay. as a team, not including all our singles stuff that we were doing. So that's, it was, it was like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday that like 2002, that was a, that was, I think the busiest year I'd ever worked. Yeah. Wouldn't you say though, that that's kind of like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you would um, maybe know people where it's like, okay, the, the basis of their work, it's very good, and, they, like, you know, solid promo and all that, but they need something that stands out. Yeah, And that's right. exactly what you were just talking about, that you had something that stand out, so it, uh, it, it helped you guys. <clears throat> yeah, but look at look at somebody like Sean Spears, who has ever he, he's, you know, if, if you started up a video game, your creator wrestler would look, you, you want him to look like that guy. Everybody I know who's worked with him has said he's one of the absolute best people they've ever been in the ring with. He's just missing that, that like one thing. Yeah, but and at the same the, time, the, yeah, the, like the, the the ten gimmick. We thought that was going to be it, and they just, you know, the, you see a lot of that with NXT. They these guys are really over there, and then they come to the main roster and they don't know what to do with them. Yeah, look at Fandango. Like he was yeah. over, and then it's more about selling T-shirts than in-ring talent true yeah and that's that's fine like if you're fine you know, like if you want to be the guy you've got to be be awesome at like every aspect of it if you want to just go and make money that's great like go and do that but if you want to go and like just make the business better that's the best thing you can do if you're if you're not getting the the push if you're not getting where you want to be as long as you're just making the business better and bringing people up to your level that was the thing with like, with like the well-hung warriors run is we were working we were basically doing all the same stuff but we were working all the same people and when we finally worked people like you know like like uh matthews and york gee i was i was scared to death because you know watching watching Joey and Christian tear it up every night. Uh, I got to be in there with them, and I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to drop the ball. And then with Sosha, who was a big, huge TWA fan, it was a three-way match, and we're in there with Stetson and um, yeah. and Larry Winters, and he's afraid of messing up with those guys. And, you know, 
we just we basically did like two spots i think mickey hit me with a ddt and, and that was that was it we're out okay let's 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 get the ball rolling um oh yeah we need the question uh, you the need question the question yeah we didn't bring up the question yet so so we know um how long you've been in the business but who trained you okay um when i my plan was out of high school was I was going in the military for four years, coming out and going to the ECW school because they were advertising at the time. That was my grandiose 18-year-old plan. But that summer, I got into an accident, um, and my foot was crushed. Um, I was I was doing landscaping, and I was sitting on the back of a tractor, and I slipped, and my foot got stuck under there. So my left foot, it was mangled. Oh. Um, yeah, it, it stuck. <laughs> It's the same if you uh, remember when um, Evan Bourne messed his foot up yeah. real bad. It's a Liz Frank fracture. The, the second, third, fourth, and fifth metatarsal were crushed. So when he was out for like a year or two years, we had the same exact diagnosed injury. Oh, damn. If, you know, as a point of reference. Um, so then my buddy Bubba was bouncing with a tag team called the Crash Crew, um, I think somewhere down the shore, they were wrestling. We went and like met up with those guys, and I started training there at like the GWA school. GWA ran shows in like '98, '99. Um, the Pitbulls were there training, and uh, this guy who wrestled is uh, James Proper. He was um, he was the primary guy who, who started showing me the basics. And then I spent a lot of time with um, Pitbull number two in the ring. He's he'd like stay late with me and, and show me stuff. And my first <coughs> match, my actual first was that a sneeze? Bless you. Uh, oh, okay. My first match was against Tom Brandy and the Pitbulls. So uh, I had no idea what I was doing, but that's you know. Yeah. Nobody should have that as their first match because you're in there with guys that you watched on TV. Um, and Tom's so good, you, you didn't even know it at the time. And uh, it, it was, you know, I didn't know what I was doing for the first four years, I'd say, at least. Yeah. Drew, but, uh, Drew, yeah. Bro- Drew brought up, Drew Blood brought up the story about Tom Brady. This promoter um, booked Tom Brady, Patriot, and Savio Sincere. Yeah. And, like, he did all three. He did all three gimmicks. And yes. he got all three over because he's that good. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. He, like, he, like, the Patriot had one match. He came out and sold merchandise as um, Tom Brady. And then, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. He's he's so, so good. Um, yeah, and, and like years later when I got to work with him again, I was like, hey, Tom, you know, I don't even remember this, but like you had my first match and I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> um, and I don't know if he did or didn't, um, but he laughed about it because he's, again, like a uh, great guy, knows what he's doing. Um, he can work. I mean, the, the, if a guy can get three gimmicks over in one show, that's really impressive. And sell merch as, as like the good guy when you were just out here as the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> And That's I heard, awesome. I heard he like sold Savio um, sincere stuff as somebody else, um, somebody was working his table for him, and like stuff was crazy. Yeah, I don't know, uh, but uh, 
Um, yeah, so the, the, uh, going back to, like, who, who trained me, it's like that that was, like, my breaking in. I was working in the ring with guys like Ron Starr, Billy Real, um, Trent Acid, Johnny Cashmere, the white beater, Matt Martini. Like, those, those were the guys that I was in the ring with when I first, first started, like, working out. Nick Burke, um, uh, a lot of guys. And then um, at one point, Mike Keener took me under his wing, and I didn't realize he was uh, teaching me how to work exactly like Steve Carino and cut promos exactly like Steve Carino until uh, my my <laughs> my brother was like, you know, um, I'm watching... I'm watching old ECW and like, did you model yourself after Carino? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. But now that uh, all that stuff Keener taught me comes to light, I was like, that that makes complete sense now. So <laughs> awesome. Um, and Steve gave me a job. You know, I I'd credit Steve and Mike Keener with giving me the biggest experiences I've had prior to when I like walked away. And then when I came back, my brother Julian. You know, he booked me down in Nashville, and that was amazing to come back and, and you know, uh, you guys know Tony Falk, big <laughs> Memphis guy. He was boy Tony back in the 80s. I think I heard of him, yeah. The name yeah, he's, about. I mean, or, you know, like, he's, he's a journeyman. Everybody who's been anybody in the business knows who he is. I think he had Shawn Michaels' first match, or, like, he refed Austin's first match, you know. Yeah. Um, they were doing the one show, and Nash is there, and he's like, is that is that Tony Falk? Hang on one minute. I gotta go talk to him. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna keep dropping those names. Um, yeah. But working with with them and like Tracy Smothers and Doug Gilbert, um, it just awesome. Tracy Smothers is awesome. Yeah. Getting to work with that guy a couple nights a week. That was that was great down there. Working the uh, Tennessee State Fair, um, trying to start a riot. Um, Let's start a riot. We we started the riot in the in the fairgrounds, um, and um, you know, stupid me, you know, I'm getting ready. They put us in our own locker room and everything. Um, I think it was um, we were supposed to have Vince Russo with us. We were doing this big North versus South angle, and you know. Russo has real heat down there, and all of us are down there just, just you know, poking the bear. Like the North is better, we won. You, got, you know, the normal North versus South, easy. But they believe it down there. They really believe just because we're from Philadelphia. Boo. <laughs> it's still is, real to us, damn it. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, so we're getting changed, and and my brother Julian comes back and he's like, "Hey, you, you guys, you can't go out there." why not because <laughs> the cops are holding people back they want to come they're like they're after you and I'm an idiot so I'm like do you want me to go out there and like take a hit or, or something to sell more tickets because I'll do it <laughs> uh, so the next show when we actually have Russo he's there and uh, everybody can say what they want about him but my interaction with him is like he's a really nice guy I, I couldn't believe how, like, we sat and talked about Batman, like the 60s Batman, for an hour, probably. And then, um, and they had, they had security escorting us to the ring, and when we saw who showed up, Teddy and I are like, Vince, like, we got you, don't, don't worry. Somebody's, they got to go through us before they can get to you. 
and you don't realize like he's a big dude i mean he's like you know like six three six four he's a really big guy yeah but you don't see that on tv because he's on tv with guys who are you know six six yeah you know 300 pounds of muscle this is um like to, to add on top of that this is actually this reminds me of a story from like 2001 I think I was uh, I was like with a group of friends of mine and we were watching it was no way out it was the one that had like three stages of hell and oh one, god and, yeah and one of the matches on the show it was um like it was X-Pac was in one of the matches and like some, one of the guys was talking he was like man X-Pac look at him he's so small I could kick his ass and then like my friend who's a big X-Pac fan he was like dude Think about what you're talking about. Xbox is like six foot one, two twenty, yep. and he knows martial arts. He can kick your ass. <laughs> Not only that, but he's been getting his ass kicked by guys, you know, twice his size since he was thirteen doing this. It's, it's he, just I'm sure he can handle himself. It's just the whole thing of like what you see on T V compared to what you see in person. It's like even when uh I still remember like going to a live show not too long ago where I was like, Man, Rusev is a big guy, but he's humongous yeah. in person. He's he's really big. I remember uh, I I wasn't working it, but I was I was in and out of a WXW a couple times because at the time like I was you know I was working everywhere else and, and a friend of mine was going to Sports Fest and a bunch of friends of mine were on the show and I went and like you're just hanging out in the back and you're you know like you're, you're bullshit you, I can curse yeah I can, I'm going to anyway you're bullshitting with people and. <laughs> I'm standing there, and I look next to me, and it's Batista. I'm like, Jesus, like, this guy, he's a really big guy, but he didn't <laughs> big because Rosie next to him, and he was a really big Hello? Probably, you know, oh. he's this big, that big. And that's that's the thing. Like, um, when I team with Teddy, Teddy Fine, Teddy's a big guy. Yeah, he is. Like, I'm, I'm bigger than your normal person just in, like, height you know i'm i'm six two and a half six three and i'm two like what am i right now like 216 right now and teddy is a lot bigger than me and i didn't realize it till i saw stuff like pictures of us and i'm walking i'm like i am tiny next to him what the hell yeah. I, I always thought i was tall at the very least but he's bigger than me you know he worked with um he worked with mvp and they're like the same size it's crazy Wow. Hey, J- JCL, why don't you talk about the story when you first saw Big Cass at uh, House of Hardcore? Oh, yeah. Like, that was eye-opening because, like you, I'm like 6'2", 240-plus, and, like, it's rare for people to make me look small, you know what I mean? Right. Like You saw it, but you were like, man, he's a big fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Deceptively big, like Billy Gunn. Like, oh, yeah. Um, that's that's the same night that um Kazka had the seizure. Oh God, yeah. Going going back to um what you were talking about with uh, Vince Russo, do you do you believe that like the the perception of him is like as far as how people see him online, like the ones that don't even know him, like that's just kind of a persona that he has because he's like, well, this is what people know me for, so I might as well play it up. I I would think so. Uh, I know, you know, and and I one night interaction with him and again when he got in the building he's like is that tony falk oh hang on one second he blew all of us off to go talk to tony falk <laughs> tony's a legend uh, you know great guy i've retired him you retired him <laughs> yeah 
because it's great, you know, like I'm not, not, you know, the business is completely exposed. So anybody who gets upset at me exposing the business, talking about <laughs> bullshit, it's, you know, Vince McMahon came out on television, like, get it? Okay. Dude, we had Amy Lee on here. If you yeah. haven't listened to her on podcast, then what oh. she said was crazy. I got an Amy Lee story. You know, oh. Amy, Amy's, Amy's great. Um, we were doing this show somewhere in Delaware and, uh, you know, are you guys watch family guy? Yeah. yeah. Or at least watched it when it was really, really funny. I yeah. watched it in probably like two years, but it, it was, you know, like the quagmire line. She was saying something, something, something. And this was, you know, this was younger Greg who would say shit and wasn't afraid of what would happen to him. You know, <laughs> I did the quagmire like, you know, fat chicks need love too. They just got to pay for it. <laughs> you know, she laughed, but she was, and Amy would probably knock me out. I don't doubt that. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really a tough guy. I bet she could beat me up. <laughs> uh, but she's, she's awesome. She's, you know, you have somebody like Amy in the locker room and you know, like she's going to keep the girls in line. She's going to keep the guys in line too. <laughs> if they don't, and she would skull fuck them. You know what I mean? That's what great. she would say. Yeah. You get great stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was um that was uh I think I was working somebody and they're like, God, what was that noise? I'm like, ah, Spitz Spitz must be chopping people. <laughs> <laughs> Back when I did that. Now I don't think I need to do it as much. Now I'm dumb and I just take the chops because they they get a pop. <laughs> so who are the ones that you used to work with where they like they didn't they didn't refuse the chops but you could tell it's like, Yeah, I really don't like taking these. Oh um I was working up I don't think it was a battle royal. Usually in a battle royal, you know what's going to happen. Like that's it's all chops. Yeah. And um, do you guys remember that there was this guy New Wave that was around for a while? And I feel bad about it because like I I I would get fired up in matches and I went to like rip his shirt off. He's like, no, it's my only one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I gotta uh, have this for tomorrow. I don't want to rip your shirt now, man. It's my only shirt Sorry. All right, turn it around and get me. <laughs> but then, if that was Greg Spitz in, like, 04, when I was a real dick, I would have ripped the shirt off and... <laughs> like, that, like, uh... Here, kid. Like, have a... World, yeah, 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 like that, uh... World... When I was working 3PW, that's when I was just... I, I you know, I was on fire for me. Like, I'm not saying I was on anybody's level, but... When I got in the ring, I had, I had a lot of confidence, and I had a big chip on my shoulder right at that 3PW time in 0405. And I, you know, I, I had no problem if somebody wanted to really fight at that point. And not that it ever happened, but uh, it, I was ready for it at any time. I, I know I was doing some show in like Bumblefuck, PA, and <laughs> it's like I, half a PA. I pissed them off so much, and I was just like, well, I'm just going to walk to my car now. And I wasn't worried about anything that was going to happen, even though I, I, like, they were coming after me, and I was like, what the fuck you going to do? And now I think about that, and I have kids, I'm like, hey, you know, it's a show, right? <laughs> I got to go to work tomorrow. Sorry. <laughs> I had to put my kids to bed. It's like, I just want to go home and get some sleep. Yeah, got to watch The Amazing World of Gumball and Spongebob, please. <laughs> Okay. Lion Kings came out this weekend. I gotta go see that. <laughs> we all do. 
Yeah, that's the thing. Like, my, my youngest son, he's like, oh, people boo you? I'm like, yeah, man, just, just boo along. I don't want to boo you, daddy. I'm like, no, you got to do it. <laughs> just boo me. This is your chance in life. Hate me now as a child. <laughs> and then love me when you get older. I demand it. <laughs> so, I, I, I have a question. Um, What did, like, in the beginning of your career, like, when you um told your parents and or family members that you wanted to get in the wrestling business, what did they say to you? My my mom and my dad really they fully supported it hundred percent. I mean like a hundred percent. My stepdad to this day is like, You're not doing that shit still, are you? <laughs> but, you know. And it was I mean, I was I'm I'm you know, and I'm still a mark. We're all marks. We wouldn't yeah. watch it if we weren't, you know. Yeah. But I was I was such a huge and embarrassing mark that when remember um you had to get the like the the pay-per-view boxes from the cable company yeah back in like 94 i begged my mom to drive me to get the cable box because lex luger had a title shot like i <laughs> i was all aboard the lex express i mean he was he was gonna beat that 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 dirty yokozuna and take the title <laughs> that's why i got the cable box to to see lex win the title i'm Embarrassed to say it, but and it never happened. Oh, dude, I, I was I'm on your side on that one too. I wanted to see Lex win too. Yeah, but um, but they were they were and like I watched you know I paid for out of my paycheck every pay per view up till we all started stealing them. <laughs> um, yeah. that, you know, I think we all we all had that hook up with somebody in the cable company, and I think I think I figured out. Back then, you know, um, it might have been like a spring stampede. And we ordered a movie before it, and we didn't turn it off, and we got the pay-per-view for free. So that's when we would order, like, the, the $2 movie before a pay-per-view, and mm-hmm. they never cut it off because it's not as advanced as it is now, where you yeah. just you just get it. So yeah. I, I'm, I bought a lot of crappy movies to see a lot of 1990s pay-per-views. Yeah, um, I... We got black boxes back in the day. I remember yeah. back in 99, that's when, um, before I had somebody recording for us. And me, um, you met Paul Carboni before, right? Sarah's friend? I probably met him. Okay. I'm sure I did. We, we all, we all, um, waited till I got the tape and watched it. And then when yeah. I got the black box, Sosha and all of them came over and watched the pay-per-views and we didn't miss a pay-per-view since. The the best no, pay- yeah, the- and that, like the the thing you know now with the with the network, it's like ah, I'll catch it later. And sometimes you don't. No, you don't. It's it it everything used to be must see TV, and that's and now it's kind of like and for everybody saying like oh the business is down and and where did all those fans go and they're right in when they say viewing habits of television have changed you know mm-hmm. it's we hey i record all the shows every week and i fast forward through half of it and i want you know i pick out the guys i want to watch like i want to watch cesaro versus ricochet if they put that on every week i'm watching it um mm-hmm. there's certain guys that i i just always watch yeah the best shows, in- or uh, the best shows to watch, though, if you were broken, you have to watch the scramble. Was uh, the ECW pay per views because yeah. Joey Styles would actually call the matches. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, Th- that was the time though, because you got you had like three pay per views a month. Yeah. It was great. You had one every week. I loved it. <laughs> and you got other scrambled channels on scrambled, which I 
enjoyed. <laughs> it's like, oh look, I think I just saw the a titty. titty. <laughs> yeah, hey, but remember, like, you know, I'm I'm 42 tomorrow, and how old are you guys? You're, I'm you're, 40. You know, yeah. So you you remember like watching the scrambled stuff? It was really exciting. It, it was great watching. when it was snowing, and then your cable like. Gave you the free shit. It's like it's like yeah. all, all all of a sudden it cleared up. It's like oh my goodness! I can watch it for like a minute. Yeah, that's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> but I can remember being um, being like down the shore and trying to tune in the scramble channel to watch. Uh, it was like a lethal lottery. I forget what it or Steiner Brothers versus Fire and Ice. You know, and I'm trying to watch it through the scramble channels. That's what a mark I was. I'm. I'm trying desperately to watch the Steiner Brothers versus Fire and Ice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't worry. Remember when um when um they said Bulldog won the Rumble, but Shawn Michaels came back in and threw him out. Yep. So I didn't I didn't know. I thought Bulldog was done. So I turned off the TV, and my boy was at my window. He's like, "Who won?" I'm like, "It was Bulldog." And then the next day, it was Shawn Michaels, and we're like, "What the hell happened?" And this is why, to this day, you're not a history. Michaels fan. <laughs> no, I don't like Michaels for other reasons. I but. Love, oh, I love Michaels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's why. That's why I'm such a love Marty Jenner. You like Michaels? You guys yeah. Were... Well, that was that was the fun thing about being the Warriors was like you know uh, he loved Marty and I love Sean and neither of us had a complaint if somebody called us if they were like oh like you're the Marty of the team like, I love Marty. <laughs> <laughs> Marty. We got into. Not like not like a fight, but when remember when Marty came back and I think he had the match with Kennedy and it, it wasn't that good. Yeah. And it's like and Sosha like bullshit wasn't fucking Marty Gennetti's fault. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, calm down. <laughs> you know, and then he came, you know, and then Marty gets the match with Angle and and tear the house down because Marty's that good. He just you know, yeah. party Gennetti. Yeah. <laughs> I never never met Marty. Never met Marty? No, no. I, I mean, like, I I could hang out with that guy. I don't know how long, but I could hang out with that guy. <laughs> I, mean, I think I think we all can. When he's not posting yeah. fucked up shit on his Facebook page. Yeah, right? we, we, we tried, like, sending him messages on Facebook, and then didn't he block you? No, he didn't block me. Like, every... every <laughs> I'll send him a random message, and, like, maybe every six months it'll say, oh, this was red, and there was one time when I checked my phone, I said, Marty Jannetty tried to video call me. I'm pretty sure that was an accident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those, you know, we all have those accidents. I used to have dreams that Hogan and I were friends, and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you know when a dream's so real, you wake up and you're like, is Hogan my friend? <laughs> and for a week, I'm walking around confused. Like, I'm pretty sure Hulk Hogan tried to call me this week. <laughs> and yet I'm going to pay to go meet him because I'm a mark. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's socially, like, trying to introduce himself to all of us. And right, he go. asked the question to Jamak. He's like, who's your favorite wrestler? And he's like, Stone Cold. Oh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And Jamax still gets triggered by that. <laughs> but he loved the name Mark Smart. Mark Smart, yeah, but like a lot of other people, I loved it. I loved it too, and I loved the original gimmick of him being like, you know, like almost like the when Hurricane was doing Gregory Helms. Like Mark Smart is the he's the backstage interviewer, and he he knows so much that he's going to cut you off and 
but it just it never came to fruition. And sometimes names can block you from getting booked. I mean, yeah. he told you about because um, I, I listened to his interview with you guys. Like, Kettner didn't want to use the Well Hung Warriors because of the name. Yeah, and I was like, okay, and I, we were kind of not that we'd run our course, but you know, he was so busy working and going to school and trying to make a real career, and I was, you know, busy chasing girls and uh <laughs> trying to figure out what i'm doing with the rest of my life you know and uh, hasn't worked out yet so I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what i'm doing um but like and then i was working a lot of other places so it just kind of like you know it's not like there was this split up or break up or we turned on each other it was just like he got real busy i got real busy and and it dissolved so we never made that run to ECWA, but he still was going there, and um, yeah. Bax was there, and he, you know, he got in, and had a great run there with um, um, uh, Tobin you know, and on Mozart. Tobin and, and Mozart, yeah, and you know, what a great gimmick, chick, chick magnets. And yeah. then I went and, and I was doing my stuff with uh, with like World One, that was yeah. I think the phone cut out again. Did we find, can you hear us? Oh, it's an amazing match, oh. but you're not learning anything. You just mm. have great timing. Like you guys brought up Drew Blood. Drew Blood and I worked with each other. I don't know how many times, and we could have great matches, and we had great, amazing timing. But at a point in time, we're not learning anymore. We yeah. just, you know, like we could, we could both feet up with our backs to each other and I could turn into a body slam on him without him looking or me looking yeah I I mean it, our timing with Drew my timing was that good at one point like we didn't even have to look and we just I'd feed into it or he'd feed into it and everything everything worked out we um we were doing these uh IWA Reading shows and it was I think it was Devin and I teaming against Teddy and Drew, and Teddy had broke his foot, and I'm like, all right, so we're not going to win the tag titles tonight. We're going to put them on you guys because <coughs> nobody's going to expect it. Yeah. So there's Drew doing the whole work, and, like, Teddy would come in and hop on one foot. And then, you know, you fast forward to, uh, to like, this year, and Teddy gets in the car accident and breaks his hand. And he's like, hey, man, I, I, I'm going to miss the show. And I was like, hey, man, don't worry. You can just stand there and I'll do all the work. Every time you break something, we, you win a title. So you got to stop doing that. <laughs> here's, um, here, here's a question. You were talking about, like, uh, people that you've worked with where the chemistry just clicked and everything was, you know, just everything was working. But did you ever have a time where um, there was somebody – where it was like, okay, like I'm really looking forward to working with this person, but then you get in the ring and nothing seems to click. Um. Well, <laughs> like looking forward to and super nervous, and I just was super green and stiff and elbowing CM Punk in the face. Is that what you're asking? Oh yeah, sure. Oh, tell us about that one. Yeah. No. Um. So I, I had met Punk maybe like a couple months before that and then Steve was launching World One he was using me that's I'm cracking up in a beer to tell better stories <laughs> um, and 
you know, and and Steve had me work in punk to try and elevate me. Um, and before the show, Mike Keener, not Dave Keener, was like, you need to lay everything in. Like, you need to hit and you need to like make him sell for you. And he's, you know, like, like a, like a real, like Rocky, like you're getting me all fired up. And the match is out there on YouTube and I am, I'm excited for it, but I'm nervous because I know he's so much better than, and I'm not saying, you know, go out of your way to watch this match because it's great. And it's how I, you know, the match I got elevated and blah, blah, blah. But, um, but I'm just, I'm just teeing off on his face <laughs> and it's, it's ugly and you can see he's annoyed by it. So I'm hitting him with everything I've got and he's just annoyed. Um, <laughs> and in the back afterwards, he's like, Hey man, uh, what the fuck was that? Like, uh, so what, like, so uh, if I didn't know you, like if we didn't know each other, I would have beat the shit out of you. Like, Sorry. And it's just one of those where you like, you, you walk up to the guy and you slap him in the neck and like there, like, just everything there. And, after that, I don't think I've ever hit anybody in the face accidentally, except for, uh, um, no, that wasn't accidentally. I was definitely hitting those people on purpose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, you know, that, that's even worse when you tee off and you punch somebody right in the face and you're like, oh, sorry, no problem. Like, fuck. Oh, True I'm did... glad they said no problem because that was my best shot and you just shrugged it off. <laughs> oh. Drew, Drew did ask me last night, um, he said a couple of um, stories he can't remember because. <laughs> can't do you, remember, do you remember them? What uh, what stories are they? He he's he can't remember. He was trying he to tell me and he can't remember. He told me to ask you. Just you so, might remember. Uh, just something Drew Blood related. Yeah, something <clears> Drew like, Blood. Like when Drew and Devin showed up at my house for Halloween in their gear. <laughs> <laughs> that might have not been it, but definitely have to tell us yeah, that they one. They definitely did that. I was handing out candy, and there they come. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is. That I, think is... I, I was. I don't know. I was. I think I was like living at my grandmother's at that time, and <laughs> like, oh, hey, hey, guys. <laughs> what do you want? Candy? You want Skittles? Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that's, that sounds like something straight out of Chikara. No. Oh my god! Like something, they, like something they'll put on their YouTube page. Like the twenty four seven title. Yeah. Twenty four seven during Halloween. <laughs> we did too. Um, what What is the worst receipt or you received or taken? Worst receipt I've ever received or taken or, or given. Uh, given. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know that there's like been because like. Uh, you know, and again, like I'm not, I'm not a tough guy, but like, like chops don't. I call chops if it gets a reaction. I'll tell you. Um, you guys, uh, there's a guy he's awesome, Sam Shields out of New York. Yeah. I was working with him a couple months back, and like he gave me the one. And I'm like, oh yeah, give me another. And, like, <laughs> you know, and um, and he goes to me in the back like, why'd you ask for another? I'm like, eh, I got a reaction. Just, just beat this shit out. And, like I'm. My confidence was so low going into it because here's two guys I was working with that are in great shape. They're they're great in the ring, and I was just like, well, I'm not gonna fuck this up. You know, if you just if you just hit me as hard as you want, it'll <laughs> register with them, and I know I won't be the problem. <laughs> I can't think of it. And there's nothing that like, I don't think anybody ever, you know, really. When you first start out, you don't even know if somebody's taking liberties with you. Yeah. Um, 
I know, I know, like, there was a guy that, um, I think he went by, like, Iggy Rose, and he would give, he would give Sosha shit a couple times, and then we finally, like, we were in a tag match with him and Donnie Allen, and we just, we finally, like, Sosha was finally, like, giving it back to him, and I was giving it back to him, and, you know, like, I think that kind of, like, got his respect of, uh, dude, like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna beat us up, we're gonna beat you up. Yeah. And now I think he's a, like, a prison guard and the Krav Maga and stuff and could probably kill us both. (laughs) So I'm glad we didn't have the match now, but at that point in time, we, you know, we were able to hold our own. Here's a question, though. uh, Donnie Allen's gonna pin me. To to add on top of, like, um, what, I, I guess just that whole, um, how am I trying to word this? There was a story before where I think it was when Ric Flair and Vader like ha- m- might have had like one of their matches, and yeah, it was kind of I'm not sure who was the person being interviewed if it was Flair or Vader, but one of them was basically like, yeah, Vader wanted Flair to give it to him. He was like, I want you to hit me. Is there yeah. any? Is there anybody that you know of where it's like, no, don't be a pussy about it. like really just lay them in. Me. <laughs> <laughs> you? Yeah. yeah. Fucking hit me. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. So the story you're talking about is when uh, Flair and Vader were working, and Vader's just beating the dog shit out of him. And Harley Race is like, hey, fucking hit him. And it was Harley on the outside who's managing Vader that goes to Flair telling him to, like, hit him back. Flair's told that story. So that's. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the one you're talking about. But with, with me, it's like. Um, if you don't hit me, I don't know, you know, like, I appreciate not getting hit directly in the face. Face and balls, please don't hit me. Anywhere else is fair game. You just you throw it as hard as you want, and I'll I'll know to sell it. Um, all right, get ready. You got the bucket out, because I'm going to drop some names. I was working Simon Diamond, C.W. Anderson, and Just Incredible for, um, for Carino, and Simon's throwing the punches in the corner, and I'm not selling because I'm not feeling. And CW just yells, like, I'm begging you to fucking sell. <laughs> so if you if you hit me, I'm going to sell it because I know you hit me. But if you don't, you know, there's all those stories about guys who, like, the, like, um, remember Austin's pose when he was in the Hollywood Blondes where he'd, like, jump and roll the camera reel as I'm yeah, yeah. doing the motion right here. Like, nobody can see me because it's radio and I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, somebody did that once, and, like, and the guy fucking sold. <laughs> like, you just heard the, you heard the bang, and, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> ah, So that's when I get, you know, that's when I'm like, you just, you can hit me. I can take it. As long as it's not like in the face or the ear, yeah, I think I got upset. Somebody punched me in the ear a couple times. I'm like, God damn, lighten up! Yeah, I can't that's... remember who it was, but I, you know, it's and I apologized to them. I was like, you were right for hitting me, but mm. you know, just like lower it a couple inches and, and you're golden. Okay. But, yeah. So uh, I got okay. Best of voice, you. Um... Someone given to you or from a wrestler or a trainer? Um, best best advice, um, uh, my buddy Frank Namoli, who runs LAW, they got a show coming up uh, September 28th. There's my cheap plug that he told me to do. Um, <laughs> my very like first day in training, 
um, I tried to skin the cat. And he's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm just trying to do this because I'm a big Shawn Michaels mark and I'm going to try and do this. It's like, yeah, do you know what to do if the rope snaps? No? All right. And maybe you learn how to protect yourself before you learn to do stupid stuff. And he kind of walked away. And I, I took that with me as like, learn to protect yourself. So if you're in control of everything you're doing, you know, you're not, you're not going to up the risk of you getting hurt. And yeah. I, you know, I've done a lot of stupid stuff and agreed to do a lot of stupid stuff and take a lot of stupid stuff. But a lot of the stupid stuff that I call, I've never gotten hurt on. Like, um, working Drew and Devin in 3PW and I, I used to do you know what I called the Greg Spitz dive which is like I'm gonna slingshot myself to the outside and I'm gonna eat shit on the concrete <laughs> you guys just run oh, I'll you take care of myself you'll you, look good you brought up the magic word you said oh. shit so we we always ask the question uh, have oh. you ever um, soiled or vomited in a match have I ever okay it's funny because um uh, last week, I, my real job, I was working overtime all week and I'm, you know, I'm putting in 14, 16, 18 hour days. I'm sleep deprived. I'm eating, you know, I'm eating like shit and, um, drinking way too much coffee to keep me awake. And Saturday, everybody knew I had to leave. I had a show, but I'm, I'm, you know, like going on no sleep, jacked up on coffee. I get to the building and I, I walk into the promoter. I'm like, look, I'm not wearing the white gear tonight because my tummy hurts and I, <laughs> I, I don't want anything to happen. He's like, well, I hope nothing happens because you're on first. And I would feel really bad for everybody else if that happened. Yeah. And then when you talk about like throwing up in the ring, I've not thrown up in the ring. I have thrown up under the ring at Penn State because I was dieting, like, like really dieting for a long time. And you know, Penn State's a three-hour drive. We got up there. We went to like whatever it is in the in the school where they serve the food, and I got the worst burger I've ever had. And I'm just oh, and I'm working this match. And because I, you know. When people say, like, don't eat shit, it's bad for you, like, you know, like, eating shit regularly, you're used to eating shit. You're not going to get sick off it. If I ate Popeyes every day, I'd feel fine eating Popeyes. <laughs> but, you know, like, if you go and eat a terrible burger somewhere, you're going to feel fine eating that terrible burger. <laughs> but, you know, I hadn't because I was trying to look like an athlete, and I just got this nasty burger. I rolled under the ring mid-match, threw up rolled back out, finished the match, and just warned everybody, like, hey, don't roll under the ring. <laughs> you might have a little gi it, gift under there. And, so. and then again, uh, a, another, like, bad call. I got bad coffee from 7-Eleven one Ooh. time, so I, I just won't go to 7-Eleven for coffee ever again. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, you're and, good, um, because they're all disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um so I, I'm working a match with uh, Maverick, and I had like two or three people in an entourage, and we called this big, long, elaborate, you know, Gaga BS. And I got out there, and I'm I feel terrible. Like this coffee's just making me making me feel really, really bad. And uh, I, of course, cut my 20 minute promo because that's all I can do. I, 
don't don't expect me to do anything wowing you with moves in the ring. Just yeah. let me talk. I'll get them mad. They'll boo me. And I got them so fired up that I looked at him and I said, you know, like, all right, in the lockup, roll me up. Like, all right, that, is that it? Like, yup. And Mike Keener's in there and he's like, is this the finish? And I said, yup. <laughs> so all we did was like the lockup, one, two, three. And I ran out of the ring, went to the back and puked by a dumpster. Um, and the other people in my entourage were still standing there trying to figure out what the hell was going on. <laughs> And I was getting changed and ready to leave. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a prick sometimes. But, you know, it, it, what else can you do? When you when you get the crowd so worked up, sometimes it's like, there's nothing else we can do. Like, we just got to go home right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's it. Here, here's, a, here's a question. I, I, wasn't sure. even, I wasn't even thinking about this up, up until now, uh, talk, talking about shit. So, the um, we always hear stories about, like, Back when Xbox used to, or Waltman used to shit in people's bags and everything. Bags. Not, not really saying that specifically, but what is the worst rib that you've seen or you've, like, had done to you? Oh, um, Ooh, there was a, I'm trying to think of done to me, um, but, uh, and I'm gonna keep saying words because dead air is bad, but there's a guy who used to work as Angus the Caveman and this He's awesome. I could tell Angus stories for about an hour. He's fucking hysterical. He used to play the hide-and-seek game with his... This isn't even a, like a wrestling story. This is a story about like him with his now wife, where like he'd play the hide-and-seek game, where if she was bugging him in the car, he'd like, pull up to a stop sign or something or slow the car down and be like, uh-oh, put it in park, and he'd run out yeah. of the car and go hide behind a bush. <laughs> and she'd go chasing after him. And they'd run back to the car and leave while she's just looking for him somewhere on a random street. Um, we, uh, we were at some, again, like a bumblefuck PA show. <laughs> and he's a caveman, so he's got like this fur tunic that he wears all around and he free balls constantly. And this group of guys came in and the one kid had Orton's gear, Orton's tattoos, and they said nothing to nobody. They didn't talk to anybody. They didn't say hi, shake anybody's hand, introduce themselves, nothing. And they're in the ring. And this kid's doing, like, all Orton spots. I don't know who they were. I don't remember what the other three kids looked like. I knew there were four of them, and one of them was clearly trying to be Orton. But he didn't have the confidence to get, like, the, the underwear tights, like the trunks, he yeah. had the biker shorts. But they were, they're Ortons. Everything, picture, like... Indie Randy Orton, like shitty indie Randy Orton with <laughs> with biker shorts, Oof, and Angus just like Randy. walks up to him, starts stretching, like and like aims his leg, and again I'm doing this in the house as if you can see me, and he's just like so his whole like balls are hanging out in front of these guys, like you guys got to stretch before you get in the ring, like you know you got to do this, and. I think I decided that show that I was going to go to the ring because it was Halloween as shitty indie wrestler, and I got I got a trash bag and taped it over my gear, and put a John Cena T-shirt on, because shitty indie wrestlers wears the trash bag pants and T-shirts. Yeah. Um. You know you you know exactly what I'm talking about the shitty trash bag tights that yes, were yes, really yes. popular for a while. Everybody's got these black pleather. Oh. Dude, at least get your name on it. 
Get a t-shirt with your name on it and cut the sleeves off. Sure. And, um, the, again, me and Maverick, um, lock up RKO, kick out on one. (laughs) RKO, kick out on one. I think I did it five times just because, uh, this kid annoyed me. So (laughs) that's one that sticks out. Um, yeah, back to, back to like good advice that was given to me. Simon Mm. Diamond, um, said, go to a show. If you're working there regularly, watch everybody's match, you know, write down all the things you do, watch what everybody else does. Whoever does it better than you cross it off your list. You, you, you need like three moves. That's it. That's really it. Yeah. Look at look at everybody who's drawing money. What did Austin have? Punch, kick, stomp. Right? Yeah. Stunner. Punch, kick, Hogan, stunner. boot, leg drop. Brett had five. Cena has five. You know, you, you don't need a lot of moves. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I'll forgive him for this for his youth at the time, or youth in the business, but DJ Hyde, when he first was breaking in, told me, like, you, you'd be pretty good, but you need some more moves. Like, how many moves did Flair have? Like, you don't need it, it's the like matches aren't about moves, they're about moments. Less is more, I heard. One of, yeah, one less of is more, but like, one of did you guys just watch, a, um, so. did you guys watch Extreme Rules? Yes, yes, yes. I was there. And like the, the, the Taker, Roman, Shane, McIntyre match. I thought it was awesome. What, what do you remember about the match, though? It was just short and sweet. Yeah, Take, but Taker but going through his up, moves. Yeah, yeah Taker's going through his moves, yeah. When Taker does the sit-up and Shane does the oh shit and he grabs him by the leg and pulls him. Yeah. And then the, the awesome camera work when Taker's about to give him the tombstone and Drew's right behind him. That's what I remember. Yeah. You know, it's, it's you know, I'm sorry and I love you. You know, Sean hits the kick, one, two, three. Yeah. Which I, I love the Flair-Sean match and a lot of people, you know, it... Flair's crying the whole time as he gets up, and you know, the business is completely exposed by Flair, who knows exactly what's about to happen. But it is what it is. That's just me shitting on Shawn Michaels, which I shouldn't. It's not Shawn's <laughs> fault. It's Flair's fault. That match was great to watch on television, but when yep. watching live, because like I was, I was at the Mania that year. I think yeah. my my friend and I were like, "What just happened?" They just stood there, and then and then later on when we watched it on TV, it was like, "Oh, that's what happened." Yeah, it's it's you're you're getting like artsy and telling the story, and there's there's lots of stuff I think up sometimes where I'm like, "Ooh, wouldn't this be cool?" And I think about it, and um, and when I'm teaming with Teddy, he tries to like rein me back in. It's like, "Hey, yeah, that's cool, and it would work, but we're not on TV, so nobody gives a shit." you're right and then sometimes he'll think of something that's super crazy like this it's like what if we did like a a double orange crush you want (laughs) both of us to throw a guy up in the air and like try and bring him down no we can't do this this crowd doesn't care about that nobody needs to take that big of a bump here in Glen Olden, PA (laughs) in a firehouse with a seven foot ceiling where we're both ducking like, ah, you're right. So that's the fun balance between Teddy and I where he thinks up the awesome, crazy, you know, looks yeah. like it's going to kill somebody move, and I think up the artsy, you know, like, what's a good moment or what's a good story we can tell? And that's the fun. We, we you know, and those those LAW shows that I do, I only try and do shows now that are ridiculous. Don't, 
I'm not I'm not 2004 Greg Spitz who's looking for a fight. I'm you know I'm somebody's dad Greg Spitz who's in his 40s that's just looking to be laughed at. <laughs> Here's a here, like this is gonna be the last question for me. Um, the the thing that you're talking about with like working into different buildings. I'm, have you ever had a time where you, you worked in a building where like because you always see this online with like certain videos where people will try to do top rope moves and it's like we can't do this move because the ceiling is too low oh yeah yeah um and the fun part about that is when you're like hey what if you just whip me real hard into the corner and i'll take a bump where i knock the ceiling tiles out or like i'll do a leapfrog and hit the ceiling (laughs) and knock it out um some firehouses I've been in, like we've tried to do that spot or like you do a suplex and you knock the tiles out of the ceiling. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely been a lot of those. Um, we're like student shows where you're in a gym that isn't built for that. Yeah. And calling a superplex for some stupid reason. And the guy you're working with is like, well, I want to do a dive, but the ceiling's like seven foot and you know, like, we're in a ring, so we're even higher. We're, we're ducking. We're legit ducking the ceiling, not just each other's clotheslines. But, uh, yeah, there, there's... Oh, I love that. Whenever there's something like that, you look at the building and you're like, hmm... How can we work this? How can I just, like, take a bump off the ceiling tile and you pin me? Yeah, didn't yeah you, I didn't, love that stuff. Didn't you, have, didn't you tell me you have a story about uh, somebody trying to stab you? Oh, oh, you want you want that story? Yeah. Do, do you guys want to guess which former Intercontinental Champion attempted to stab me one night? Oh, uh, dude, I would love to know. Carlito. Okay. Any guesses? He said Carlito. <laughs> no, I I never got to work with Carlito, but I've never heard a bad thing about him. Um, uh, now I get what you were doing there. No, um, again, um, <laughs> World One. Carino, um, Goldust, Dustin Rhodes. He brought him in for three shows, and I will I say this: say that guy is the epitome of professional. He's there early. He's in the ring early. He was do whatever they asked him to. But the one night, the final show, it was his birthday, and Kathy Fitzpatrick brought him a birthday cake, and it's at like. Um, at the one table, it's Ricky Landell, John Cannon, me, Brian Kendrick, and I think Kathy. And, you know, we're all, we're all having a few drinks. And then there was no, there was like no knives at all for the birthday cake. So they sing happy birthday and um, Kendrick goes to like grab a handful of cake and Dustin fakes like stabbing him. And I go like, ha ha ha, you should have done like knife fork. He's like, what? Knife fork, you know, like aliens and then the line that will haunt me forever is like bitch i was gold dust you don't quote movies to me <laughs> <laughs> that might be the now, best thing yeah. ever right there yeah <laughs> bitch i was and gold dust i was gold dust you don't quote movies to me now put your hand down what huh and he puts my hand down on the table and he slowly separates each finger because <laughs> at this point they had found a knife and it looked about you know 
12 inches long. It was, it was the biggest, sharpest knife I'd ever seen in my life. And he's, he's holding my hand. He's a big guy, and he's holding my hand down, separating each finger. And, like, the, the, the most, like, Pete Dunn snapping a finger, you know, just separating him that way. And putting it down and holding it there, and then he gets the knife, and he's, don't you move your hand. And he's, you know, lining the knife up, getting ready, you know. And I'm thinking, this is the scene from Aliens where, he, you know, like, they jab between each finger. If you've never seen Aliens, see it. Or Alien, the original. Yeah. But that's that's the game they play in it. And I tried to quote a movie to Goldust. Um, <laughs> so he's he's lining it up. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ready to answer your earlier question of moments you've probably shit your pants. <laughs> Uh, and he brings the knife up and he brings it down real fast and stops, puts it down, grabs the candle and then does the thing. And he's stabbing me in the hand with the candle as hard as he can, just over and over and over doing the knife fork gimmick and stabbing, 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 stabbing. And my hand is covered in cake and like everybody's laughing because thank God he didn't stab you. And, you know, and then he gets the applause for, for doing that. And then I try to pull my hand away, and he grabs it. What the hell? And he slides it back on the table, and he separates each finger. Don't you move. And he takes the knife. <laughs> and then he does it for real. <laughs> and, you know, like, you're looking at this, and you know, we've all been at the bar for a little bit, and uh, my hand is covered in icing from him stabbing me with a candle. And now he's doing it with a knife. And I have all my fingers, so that is, that's my gold dust story. And uh, I'm sticking to it. And everybody <laughs> who I mentioned, Ricky Landell, John Cannon, Brian Kendrick, Kathy Fitzpatrick, saw the whole thing and can attest to it. So it I is, guess you can that, say you'll really never forget the name gold dust. Huh? I will never forget the name gold dust as long as I live. But like, what a like, what a great guy, what a professional as far as everything in ring and, and that stuff and like what a great story i get out of it and i got to keep all my fingers yes okay um you got any social media info no i don't want to give that out nobody, oh. nobody why, why would anybody want to follow me dude no, i want to follow you I'll, you can I'll tell you can tell us uh, more about your um stories yeah. you know what i mean we gotta get you back on again you got some Jesus, good ones are, done already wow yeah um fran has to go to work yeah, I get that. So I'm going to promote uh, Liberty All-Star Wrestling in Glen Olden on September 28th. Um, and then again, I forget where we're at, but Liberty All-Star Wrestling, you can uh, look them up on Facebook. Um, November 16th, they run a charity show for Casey's Cause. I don't. That's going to be at a school somewhere. I'm really bad. Maybe I come back on and promote that. And then World One is running on... Uh, um, November 2nd in at the Morganville Dugout in New Jersey, Morganville, New Jersey. Um, again, the shows that I do are mostly ridiculous and entertaining and family-friendly. I would bring my kids to them. That's, um, that's all I do now. If, if we, can, we can go into... I got way more names to drop and way more stories. I know. So, uh, you know, well, if you well, guys well, want to well, do a part two, <laughs> just let me know. Uh, definitely. Well, one of the things you were talking about, like, this will be the last thing, like, on my head, uh, I said that ten minutes ago, but 
how, how you're like, well, th this is family friendly, and like, you know, it's like everybody keeps talking about, you know, oh, uh, Paul Heyman's going to bring back the Attitude Era and everything. It's like, no, that's not the. We need better storylines. That's mainly what. Hundred percent. And and like, if you look at, you know, what everybody's claiming is like. Extreme Rules was like Paul's first show back, and they're doing da 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 da, or like the Raw before when, when Braun and Lashley went through the, yeah, like they did something interesting, you know. Um, uh, none of us like Baron Corbin, but that's the point. None of us are supposed to. I'm not saying give him the title. I'm just saying like he, they're, they're they need someone to make something, not the same, you know. Uh, the thing they did with Lacey with Seth being across her ass, like, Oh yeah. 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 Like that's, that's, you know, did they need to zoom in on it? I'm not offended by it, but you know, <laughs> um, that's the, you only, know, that, uh, that's, that's the only time that people, will, uh, be okay with Kevin Dunn's camera work. So, right. Yeah, exactly. But he used to, I mean, Hey, we've all watched back in the, the attitude era. That camera was, was up there. And that was him telling him to do it. So, um, but you know, it it needs to be better stories. It needs to be consistent too. Because how many times do we see a, like, you know, Vince blows up and then he's on TV in two weeks or like, uh, what was the Mania Shane versus Taker? If if Taker yeah. wins, Shane can never be on TV again. And then he was on TV like a week or two later. But, he, uh... he was on the next night. It wasn't even a week or two. It was the next night, and he's been on TV every week since. Yeah, no, that that is right. The um, what's the one thing that you uh, or like DB's always got one thing he likes to tell everybody before we go. When you when you come on the Instagram, I like to um, consider you part of the family. Welcome to the family. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And also, oh. if there's any time that you want to post anything, share anything on our social media page, um, that You're we, we try to. We try to network as much and spread the word out as much as possible. But yeah, no, we I'll, definitely I'll need to have Once you guys back have on a link, again I'll sometime. Be we definitely need you on again sometime, though, because yeah. this was fun. Oh, yeah. i got yeah. way more names to drop. Way oh, more dude, I, I have a lot of stuff, you know what I mean, to ask. And I, short yeah, time I mean, and all that. And we'll, we'll, I got October 13th, if you want to come on October 13th again, part two. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure I can do it. Is that a Sunday again, or yeah? Oh yeah, I'm sure I can do it. I, I just send my kids to bed early. Go to go to sleep. I got an interview to do. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk after. Um, we'll talk after and figure everything out. Awesome, man. Yeah, or, or I maybe, definitely. Or, I had a lot of fun. And maybe, we'll do it again. I'll I'll or think maybe of some take more. Time uh, where I don't have to go to work right now. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta go tomorrow too. So. No, we'll yeah we'll, we'll we'll schedule something though. Yeah. Tremendous. Right. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Just, guys. And uh, who do I see if I get paid? <laughs> it's DB right over here. He's yep. Mr. Big yeah. Bucks. That's Perfect. Mr. Keener. Find him. Dave Keener. Dave Keener is Keener. I will find him. Yes. I'll tell you a Dave Keener story next time. <laughs> thanks, man. Thank you very right, much, thanks, guys. Man. Yeah. How do I? I don't know. This is my new phone. Yeah. Right. All right. So. <clears throat> Here. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to figure out how to turn his phone off uh, actually um before we go we have to 
go over go over to the upcoming schedule, and we still have him on the phone. <laughs> hey, stick around on the phone for a few minutes. Yeah. Here we go. I just had to do the Bobby Heenan line from uh, oh, okay. Fame speech. We can do that. Um, the, who do I see about getting paid? Yeah, um, Dave Keener. He just made him. Yeah. yeah, Dave Keener. So, so what you guys are figuring out, Dave Keener was rapping one match, and I decided not to do it, and I just punched him as hard as I could. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike said, Jesus, what did you do that for? You we were close to the people. I had to make it look real. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Sorry, um, Dave. Next week, we got um, violence. Um, well, and then in August, we got Danny Cage from Monster Factory. Um, day 18th, we got Ethan Essek. And then... August 25th, we got Chuck Payne. September 1st, we got Ike Phillips. Um, the 22nd, Sean Carr. The 29th of September, we got AJ Pan. And October 6th, we got Chris Banks. And maybe we have um, Greg on again on the 13th. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Or perhaps we can have on a regular episode because... Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so, uh... We, we do regular shows... Yeah, Greg. Yes. We do regular shows, like, Tuesday or Wednesday. If you ever want to come on, we can p- bring you on. Perfect. Just let me know, guys. Okay. All right, we'll do. Um, I'm so... available every other week. I got nothing going on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right, sounds good. So, we will, uh... See... Or, we'll have another episode probably on Wednesday, and we'll... Or, well yeah. yeah. All right. And we have a meeting. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Just shoot me a message. Hit me up. Okay, we will. All right, I'll hang up now so I don't interrupt you. <laughs> no, no, you're good. No, no, you're good. Uh, all right, this is Fran and JCL, DB Richards, with our and guest. You want to say Greg Spitz? Greg Spitz, the greatest showman. The greatest showman. September twenty eighth, the Radio All Star Wrestling, Glenelg Firehouse. All right. <laughs> Have a good night. Have a good night, man. See ya.